0: The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to the slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the College Football Experience. Get ready for the college football season by checking out all 131 college football team previews. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. Driver, start your...
1: Coming
0: back with yet another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez. And Cody, we started this journey in February with Daytona as the first race of the regular season. We end the regular season how we started it in Daytona with one more crazy round of racing to go before the playoffs begin. So uh, how excited are you for this weekend of racing?
1: I have been looking forward to this race for quite some time. This is going to be man. I I think this is going to be the best race of the season. So many storylines, so much possibility, so much, uh, uh, jubilation when somebody clinches that last spot and so much disappointment when so many don't, it's, it's going to be a full, full, and we got racing under the lights at nighttime on a Saturday night. We'll get into that, but. Something about racing at night just ramps up the intensity so much more. And I freaking love it. I'm so excited for this weekend.
0: A lot of these guys, that's their background. I mean, you, you go to tracks at night, that's how you watch the races. These guys remember racing under the lights, and it probably brings back a lot of nostalgic memories about their, you know, Friday, Saturday nights at the short tracks, the local short tracks, zipping around in whatever late model car they were doing for a while. And then. You know, now they're up in the circuit and and you're right, correct. I I buried the lead here. Saturday night is the race. So don't try to tune in on Sunday because you're going to miss it.
1: You'll be you'll be a little late uh, on Sunday. <laughs>
0: just just a touch. So um, yeah, but it is Daytona, so obviously we know that this throws a gigantic wrench into all of everybody's betting. In fact, just look at the books. The books are drunk this week. I mean, I feel like it was drunk at the beginning of the season, but boy, it's drunk right now for sure.
1: It's, oof, that is our statement. It's it's all over the place, and you know, here's here's your Super Speedway disclaimer, you know, no matter how much work we put in, no matter how much history we look at, there will be big accidents in this. There will be accidents that take out 15, 20 cars at once. That's going to kill bets. It's going to kill DFS lineups. We've seen it every single time we go to a super speedway. So that's going to happen. But despite that, we've had pretty good success so far this year on super speedways. I feel like we got a pretty good card set up for today. And uh, I feel like we can we can make some pretty good money.
0: And not just that, but we've said before, especially on super speedways, bet to have fun because the outcomes are so unpredictable for the most part that you just got to have fun with this. So we, I think we picked out some pretty good, pretty fun bets. To be honest with you, this is one of those weeks where obviously we we told you don't bet the house on a super speedway. So just go ahead and sprinkle some stuff. That way you have a little more vested interest because I'm looking at this and we are we are so far down the card on a couple of these bets. You'll be you'll be cheering for folks you haven't cheered for all season long.
1: Yeah, I and mean, it's this is a fun week to bet. You just go into it not expecting to win anything because absolute chaos can and will happen. You might catch some bets on lap five when a bunch of people wreck out. You might lose some bets on lap five when a bunch of people wreck out. But you're going to bet on things at super speedways you would never ever consider betting on any other type of track because. You're just throwing your money out, but here it has a chance. Anybody can win this race. We'll get more into DFS on the DFS episode, but I literally put all the car numbers in. I cut them up in a little paper thing, stick them in a hat, and I let my daughter draw out DFS lineups for me. $10,000 under the lineup? Don't care. I'm putting it in. Those do very good half the time because it's just mass chaos, and you throw on top of it, we've got what 15 different drivers that could win this week and get into the playoffs? Yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be an insane race. I'm so pumped for it, but but yeah, I mean, looking through the books some weeks and we talked about it last week, it was tough to pick out stuff last week. Wasn't a ton of stuff we liked. Just weren't getting offered of great lines and stuff. This week, not a problem. I found bets easily and, and could give more if we had the time for it. So I'm, I'm excited, I'm pumped, and uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like we're going to have a good week. I, I certainly hope so, and it's
0: going to begin on Friday night as it is the Xfinity, guys. No truck race again this week, they don't start up until Kansas. Uh, they're going to sit out this super speedway madness, especially for their playoffs, which rightfully so, <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't know that I'd want Daytona to be part of our playoff uh uh, hunt. But yeah, so it'll it'll yeah. begin on Friday night with the Xfinity guys. They're going to run the Wawa 250 powered by Coca-Cola. 100 laps around this two and a half mile paved track. And then of course, on Saturday night, the main event, 160 laps around this two and a half mile paved track for the 2022 Coke Zero Sugar 400. Uh, again, just the, the way to end a regular season. And just what has been by far one of my favorite and look I'm a Jimmy Johnson fan who's watched seven championships uh you know and and yet this is still the most fun I've had watching uh, a season of NASCAR in a very long time.
1: Been the best season ever hands down. I don't think I mean in my lifetime for sure. I've been watching NASCAR since I was like 2, so <laughs> I've been I've been watching for a long time. I've been very invested in the sport and just the racing we've had and we talk about it every week on the recap show. But every week, it's just, again, another great race. All these storylines, all the stuff on and off the track to watch, and, and, and that stuff going on, it's been an amazing season. And, and for the regular season to wrap up here at Daytona, props to whoever decided that this was the track to do it on because this is the place. This is the place to end it and, and get that one last legit wild card chance to, to punch your tickets. I love it.
0: Uh, All right. So let's just go ahead and get to the bets in stage two, as we always do. Oh, one more. Just one
1: one note, too. It's the last uh, regular season race for the Cup Series, not the Xfinity. They've got more races before their playoffs start. So which does mean Cup Series drivers are allowed to race in the Xfinity Series, which we'll probably touch on at some point, too. But just a note on that. It's last last regular season race for Cup. Not the last one for Xfinity.
0: Absolutely. Yep. And like we said, no truck races. So all our bets will be from Xfinity and from Cup in stage two. But I'm anxious to get to the bets and I'm sure you are too. But before we do, let's tell you about Win. Are you thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you got to check out WinBet because the reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet. MLB+. Plus, The best part about it, Winbet Casino, it's always open. You don't got to drive anywhere. You don't got to wait for anything. You don't got to wait for opening. No. Sit down at your computer, pop it open, you get to the Winbet Casino. It's open 24 hours a day. You can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Not to mention, Win just released their first QB with five TDs prop bet make sure you get down on that and the millions of other things to choose from and all you got to do is head over to sports gambling slash so they know that we sent you that's sports gambling podcast.com slash w-i-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through Winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 This morning, I was looking for all of my bets to write up my articles, to do my podcasts, to just basically crank out all the content that I do for you folks on a daily basis. And before, I used to have hundreds of maybe thousands, it seems like, of tabs open on my computer screen, bogging down my computer, making me remember which tab to click on and just overall pissing me off. Well... That is not happening anymore. Why? Because I have one site where I can do everything from shop around for odds to do all the research for making my bets. Where is that, you ask, Rod? Well, it's oddstrader.com. Make sure you go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire because not only will you be able to see all of the books and what they're offering as far as the money line, the spread, and the over-unders, but you get all the research that you could possibly... You won't even need me. Any? Well, never mind. Well, go to OddsTrader anyways, but still need me because I'll fill in the blanks. Oh, they don't have many blanks because they've got play-by-play updates. They've got live scores and bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics. Yeah, you probably don't need me anymore. Just go to OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire, replace Hot Rod. Uh, OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. OddsTrader, it's the number one place for all your game day bets, but please still listen to me. Run your pool. The home of competition. It's bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em, Survivor, to Fantasy Pools. It's literally the one-stop shop for sports gambling with or for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in there right now and reserve your spot. It's a $500 cash gift, uh, prize for Plus a two hundred dollar Fit gift certificate to the SGPN store. If you win, go make sure you sign up over today at play.runyourpool.com/sgp. That's play.runyourpool.sgpn. Let's talk about Sleeper. It's the fastest growing fan- fantasy platform today with millions of players. No, you already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. They just passed 4 million users, and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game first in any sport. Choose two or more players that you like, then pick the over and the under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. And with the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper, it's the only pl- app where I can join my buddies' contest and we can all play it together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and more importantly, copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop whatever it is you're doing right now. Go download that Sleeper app. Play the new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, you can join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to $1. Again, go to sleeper.com SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right. Let us get this going as we turn our attention to the undercard, which really I guess is not the undercard. I don't want to undersell the Xfinity guys. Those guys race hard too. But the Xfinity series, the Wawa 250 powered by Coca-Cola some driver's names on here that you're not used to seeing but uh still a lot of fun to be had up and down this betting card so cody let's uh let's go ahead and hit him with our first bet
1: let's jump right into it um i I will say the xfinity race generally a little less crazy than the cup series race uh you're still gonna get big wrecks and and, you know anything can happen anybody can win got some long shots for you of course as always but uh (laughs) but it's generally a little more predictable, but take that for what you will on a super speedway. Um, so I'm going to start with AJ Ondinger. Uh, for a top five finish, he's plus 100. If you want to get crazy, a top three, he's plus 250. We've had four Xfinity uh, super speedway races so far this year. He finished second at Daytona, third at Atlanta, third at uh, Talladega, and then 10th at the second Atlanta race. So the win is a little bit elusive for Almendinger, and that's been the case for years for him. The those colleague cars are the best, the absolute best in the Xfinity series on road or on super speedways. And um, Justin Haley is gonna be racing in this race actually with Colleague, which he won, I think, three or four super speedways in a row in a colleague car. Um, hopefully you're in the Discord. Because when the prices came out, that was mispriced in the Xfinity series. He was 20 to 1 to win. I dropped it in there right away. I know a couple people said they were able to get down on it. It's dropped all the way to 8 to 1 now. So they obviously realized the mistake of their ways and quickly fixed it. But another reason to be in that Discord, I didn't want to wait and give that on the show. Because I knew there was no way a line like that was going to stay. And we've seen it's already moved from 20 to 1 to 8 to 1. So sg.pn slash Discord. Make sure you're in there. Uh, but anyways, Almendinger just very, very consistent at the super speedways. Again, the wins are a little elusive for him, but he's getting those good finishes. You're getting a top five at plus money. You can sprinkle a little bit on the top three if you want, also at plus 250. But again, second, third, third, and tenth, three of the four races we've had this season, he has finished in the top five.
0: I love that in the, in oh. the
1: top three, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I love that bet because that, when I was looking at my stuff too, I, I I was like, oh, there's Dinger, and I'm gonna, and oh, you got him. So uh, I definitely love He's
1: only he's eight to one to win, so I don't, I really, I don't like that angle nearly as much. He, he's tied for the second best odds to win, and he just, I don't think he's got a Super Speedway win yet. It's coming close. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets it, but at eight to one, I'm I'm definitely not betting on that. And I think that get in the top five, top three is the better way to go on a guy like him.
0: Yep, and again, because that's the thing, too, where <laughs> if it's a road course, yeah, you're absolutely putting an outright on him because that's just the way it is. But on a on a super speedway, on an oval, anything like that, I like top five. I like top ten because at least you know he'll be there. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like this bet a lot, especially at plus 100 because a lot of times, I mean, obviously on an oval or on, on, a, on anything other than, than a super speedway, you're probably not getting plus money on a top five for A.J.
1: Allmendinger, you know? Yeah, agreed. I, I think there's really good value, and especially in three of the four races he's done it. Now, again, super speedways, obviously anything can happen. But in all four of them, he's finished the race in the top ten. Up there at the end, that's all you need from him. You don't even need him to get the win. He could push one of his teammates to the win maybe cash that 20 to one Justin Haley for you and you hit a couple things.
0: Agreed. Um, All right. Well, I will move on to my next one. This is where I'm talking about. I'm giving you a driver that you haven't rooted for all season long, probably unless you've bet him on your own, but we haven't really talked about him on the show much and certainly haven't uh, put any bets on him. And that's Anthony Alfredo. I'm going to give you Anthony Alfredo over Brandon Brown. Now, look, Anthony Alfredo did run in the Cup Series last year. He's he's run uh, a while around. But look, his career starts in Daytona. He's only made two as an Xfinity car driver. That was in 2020 and 2021. Uh, obviously his finish in the first one was not good. It was 21, but of course it's a super speedway. Well, he found his way to seventh place last or earlier this year, rather in, uh, in Daytona. So maybe he's hit on something, uh, that he likes in this car. Whereas Brandon Brown, uh, 10th place finish here in the, in the spring race in Daytona. Again, this is a just case of anything can and will happen. Uh, neither one of these drivers have been spectacular over the course of this season Obviously, like I said, because we haven't talked about them much, um, but, you know, by and large, if you're going to look deep down in the into the pits of the rest of the field, you know, look, Anthony Alfredo just been outside of the top 15 over the last four races. He was 16th at Pocono, 18th at Indy, 14th at Michigan, 18th at Watkins Glen where you look at where Brandon Brown has finished, he finished 32nd at Watkins Glen, 13th at Michigan, 34th at Indy, 13th at Pocono. So over his last four, sort of up and down as well. Um, But, you know, I'll take a chance on Alfredo repeating his top 10 performance at Daytona. Why not?
1: Yeah, on these head-to-heads, I mean, it it really is a coin toss for the most part uh, because anything can happen. Brandon Brown, I am going to have a bet on him in a little bit here, but that's because I think there's a lot of value in that bet. So it's not necessarily because I think he's he's going to be that great. They've been having uh, money issues with that team. We saw Austin Dillon filling in in that car and him driving another car because they need money. So he's been decent before on the Super Speedways. He won at Talladega a couple years ago. Um, but with, with the troubles that team is having, I think betting against them might not be a bad idea because – who knows where their equipment's at at this point? So, so yeah, I'll follow you on that one. Yay!
0: All right, what's your good? What, what's your next one?
1: All right, next up, I got Landon Castle over John Hunter Nemechek. So, John Hunter obviously, uh, uh Truck Series regular. Um, he, he's jumping up for the Xfinity this week with with Truck Series being off. Uh, Landon Castle is a pretty good Super Speedway racer. He, he's done a really good job there in both the Cup Series and the the Xfinity Series. John Hunter Nemechek hasn't started any uh, Xfinity races on Super Speedways this year, but he's got two starts in the truck series at Super Speedways. He finished 24th at Daytona, 24th at Atlanta. Neither of those are really that impressive, especially when he's in top flight equipment, one of the best trucks. I believe he's a point series leader. Um, So that kind of raises the red flag. Landon Castle was 14th at Daytona. Then he was 5th at Atlanta, 5th at Talladega, and 8th at Atlanta again. We just talked about the college cars being super good. He's one of those college cars that's always super good. Those guys work together better than I think I've seen any team since DEI days when those guys had it figured out back in the early 2000s. But those guys all work so well together. They've always got great super speedway cars. Castle's done a great job in the super speedway races. John Hunter Nemechek hasn't showed me a ton. He won a truck race last year at Talladega. That was kind of one of those late-race things. Again, a bunch of wrecks and stuff, and he survived it, but he's not as consistent. Again, he's not—he's in lesser equipment being in that Sam Hunt racing car again. Um, and I think his name just – and we, we hit him on a head-to-head earlier this season, and it wasn't even close because his name, being a full-time Cup Series driver just a season or two seasons ago, having the success he's had in the Truck Series since then, Seems to hold a lot of weight, but but the stats don't really back it up. So, Landon Castle over John Hunter Nemechek, minus 115. I really, really like this one.
0: And I'll make the case, too, for the fact that you kind of notice that a lot of these guys that are racing in both the trucks and Xfinity, they haven't been able to equate the, the success in both of those at the same time. John Hunter Nemechek, probably a perfect example of that. Yeah, he dominates in the truck series right now, but... You put him up in the Xfinity series and it hasn't been as successful for him in that in that series. So when you get a guy like Landon Castle, that that's really all he's doing. Right. I mean, there's not a lot of crossover right. there.
1: Then and, and it's another case, too, uh, of castles in that 10 car each and every week. Same team, same pit crew, same everything. John Hunter, he's in a the truck. Then he comes up. Sometimes he's in the Joe Gibbs car. Sometimes he's in the Sam hunt car kind of back and forth. He's not full time. They have other drivers in and out. Maybe he doesn't have the same relationship with the crew chief, with the pit crew, all of that. So I think that's also another big factor towards your point of sometimes it doesn't translate when those guys are just running part-time up a series like that, when, when they've had the success, he's in the best truck in the truck series. So of course he's one of the best guys jumping up to the Xfinity series, the competition's a lot more and, and the equipment not as good. And I think that, that, that gets overlooked in just his name. And little side note too, his dad, front row Joe, is gonna attempt to qualify for the race. And I think I want to say he's got a past winner's provisional, so I think there's a good chance he makes the race either way. But it will be cool to see them racing together. That'll be a storyline on Friday night. Uh, you know, Joe Nimacek and John Hunter being able to race together in a race. That's awesome to see. Wonderful story. Still don't think he's gonna do good. <laughs>
0: I know I love it. I, although I've got my Nema die diecast down there on the bottom. Yeah, oh, you're an army, army car.
1: car. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Navy beat army. But yeah. So
0: anyway. <laughs> anyway, hey, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of run off of what I just said too, as far as the the drivers going into different series, because these two, both of these drivers are now racing up in the Cup Series, which Ty Gibbs and Noah Gragson. Um, obviously, Ty Gibbs filling in in that 54 or the 45 car, rather, and uh, you know Noah Gragson. Up there, tooling around as well. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a sacrilege bet that I'm probably not gonna be popular with a lot of folks out there. And I'm actually going to choose. There's a head-to-head between Gregson and Gibbs, and Gregson is at plus money at plus 100. Uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and take that in this instance, and not because. I, and look, earlier in the season, all we did was hype up Gibbs, and and to be honest with you, there's no reason to really jump off of the Gibbs wagon really as fast as we we can. I mean, unless you want to count a 27th at, uh, at Watkins Glen as a reason to jump off. But he won Michigan the week before, finished eighth at Indy and second at Pocono. So it's not like he's run into a gigantic string of bad luck. But I just feel like Ty Gibbs is, now his focus is starting to become more on the Cup Series now. Where I know he's, he's in the running for an Xfinity Series, but I think he's got at least the playoffs in the bag. Now he's really auditioning for his next ride. So, I mean, if this were me not to say that I would take any attention away from what, where I've been dominating before, but if I'm auditioning for a gigantic part in on Broadway, don't think that my community theater is going to get my full attention anymore because I know that if I get this job, that community theater is going to be gone, right? So that's kind of where Gibbs is at. Gregson, yeah, he's, he's in that same sort of boat, uh, but Gregson knows that his his full-time ride is probably another maybe year away. I don't think he's going to snag that full-time ride next season so he's still grounded oh, he's in the, already in the, he's
1: the got future full-time remember he's going to the 42. oh that's right he is going for the 42
0: jesus see how quickly the news moves so he's already got it yeah. so he's locked crazy. up crazy yeah he already yeah. locked it up so now he's Which, just riding. Uh,
1: I, I would maybe argue uh, ty gibbs already has his ride locked up too in that 18 car but but we'll see <laughs> but no about... i agree with you i mean plus money on a super speedway with two guys that are are this good you, you can't beat that and I think if you look back, Gregson's been a little better on the super speedways. He's a very, very good super speedway driver. Anything can happen. A lot more Chevys in the field than Toyotas. That's going to help Gregson out. He's got a bunch of teammates in this race. Gibbs has a few as well, but less so. Um, and so, and again, those college cars are Chevys. So if they're up there, they're going to be more apt to work with a guy like Gregson than, than Gibbs because of the Alliance stuff. So plus money on two guys that I would view very equally as the top two guys in the series i i don't think that i can blame you for taking that and i will do the same yeah
0: gregson does have a super speedway win he won at talladega uh gibbs won in atlanta you know take that for what it's worth we we do consider that a super speedway now so uh each of them have a win at a quote-unquote super speedway so again it's going to be close but i
1: i still like gregson in this one so yep okay next up for me brandon jones Over Sam Mayer. Minus 110 on this one. Four Xfinity Series races on Super Speedways this season. All four Brandon Joneses beat Sam Mayer. So um, not even that impressive of results necessarily from Jones. A 17th at Daytona compared to Mayer's 30th. 7th at Atlanta compared to Mayer's 21st. 26th and 28th at Degas. So they were pretty close there. But again, favored to Jones. 11th at Atlanta for the second race there for Jones. 34th for Mayer. So Jones was able to finish all of these races. Mayer didn't finish two of them. So uh, I think that Jones being the veteran guy, again, we talk about him when it comes to the, the bigger, faster tracks. He just, he's really got it. We were on him at Michigan. And, and this is different, obviously, because it's the restrictor plate, but it's still the bigger, faster tracks. He's really good at those. And he's got that experience. He's been in the series a long time. He, he's drafted. He's got the experience. He's gotten the good results. Sam Mayer, just 19 years old, still a young kid. He's still learning how to handle these cars, how to work the draft. Yes, his future is a lot brighter than Jones's is, but in this race this weekend, I have much more faith in Jones. He's already done it four times. Four times in a season is a pretty good sample size for these guys. Four super speedway races, all four of them, Jones has finished over Mayer. So, again, when anything can happen, but the track record is there. The stats back it up. So I really like Brandon Jones over Sam Mayer. I would say that this is the favorite bet I found for the Xfinity Series this weekend. Uh, knock on wood. Hopefully that doesn't jinx it. But uh, but I I really like Brandon Jones at these types of tracks, and Sam Mayer again, just the the young inexperience I I think is gonna bite him again. A lot
0: can go wrong in the draft. I mean, and again, if you're not if you're not used to it, if you're not ready for it, and if you're driving a little scared, then, yeah, you're going to get caught up. In that. And that's what we've seen from Sam Mayer over these these super speedways is that it's just not necessarily his comfort zone, driving about an inch away from the person in front of you and, and getting hit from all ends, whether it be a bump draft or a side draft or uh, a draft beer, you know, whatever it is, it, and he can't even drink yet. So uh, Sam Mayer at 19, yeah, this this moment may be a little too big for him, and I like Brandon Jones' this as well. Just a, a, yeah, a good head-to-head matchup overall. Uh, Good find. Uh, All right, I will move on to my next one, and that is Sheldon Creed with a top five finish. Uh, We kind of talked a lot about Sheldon Creed over the last couple of weeks, and he's been a name that's been on on our lips. And look back at his two Xfinity series starts here. He started in ninth place in 2019. Unfortunately, he crashed out of that one, finished 34th. But he started in fourth place in 2022, finished sixth. Uh, in the spring, so uh, uh, just outside of the top five for Sheldon Creed, but we've actually liked Sheldon Creed uh, for for bets, and and the reason why is because in Loudoun, he finished fifth, Pocono he finished fifth. Uh, he had a couple of of uh, well he had one bad finish at Indy, but he finished eleventh at Michigan, eight at Watkins Glen. So he's tooling around that top five, and he actually did have two top five finishes over the last few races. So. This is not a finish that's out of the realm of possibility for him, when all things are are equal and all things are are just a normal uh, non super speedway race. So toss in the fact that he just barely missed the top five earlier this year, and and the team seems to have dialed something in to make him successful and put him toward the front of the pack race after race. Uh, I think that car's got something figured out, and you know I, I like the two car here to to finish inside the top
1: five. Actually, I love this one. I'm going to have another bet coming up on Creed here in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you made the case. His teammate also has won two of the Super Speedway races already this season. We know those RCR cars can do it. Again, Chevy cars, a lot of Chevy cars in the field. They're all able to work together. Colleague and RCR uh, have a, a partnership together as well. So back to the colleague being really good thing there. Um, yeah, I, I really like that one. I'll talk more about Creed here in a few minutes. My next one, so there's some group bets this week that are they're kind of huge. You got big groups, <laughs> so looking at those on a track like this where anything can happen, I just immediately look to the bottom of the groups and okay, where can I find value here? Because if you get guys that are far enough odds, that can finish decently enough, all you need them to do is beat a couple of these guys. You got a group of six or seven. Three of those guys get taken out in the first wreck. Then he only has to beat two other guys. So um, for this next bet, I went with the Group B winner. Uh, and, and actually, I picked two guys out of this one. So Brandon Brown and Ryan Sieg are both at plus 850. So I'm going to take both of these guys to win that group. So also included in this group is Riley Herbst at plus 220, John Hunter Nemechek at plus 240, Sammy Smith at plus 310, and Jeb Burton at plus 650. So, so you got six guys in the group, two guys at plus eight fifty. Brandon Brown and Ryan Sieg are both very capable super speedway racers. Now we just talked about Brandon Brown, they've had some issues with that team. The results haven't necessarily been there the last few weeks. So that could be concerning, but he's gotten it done in the past. He's won at Talladega back in 2021. He's got a seventh place finish at Talladega, ninth place finish at Talladega, um, at Daytona, he's got a two sixth-place finishes, a seventh-place finish. If you can get a result like that, he could easily win this group. Ryan Sieg has actually been a very good super speedway racer. Uh, a second at Talladega back in 2000. Actually, Talladega, he's been extremely good. He has a, His last four races are fourth, 11th, fifth, and second. He's got a sixth farther on back in there. Um, at Daytona, he finished eighth here in the spring. Uh, he's got a fourth place finish here. He did well at Atlanta. He's got a third place, a couple of third place finishes here. So both of these guys are very capable drivers. Not that the other guys in the group aren't as well, but with this much value at plus eight fifty, you sprinkle a little bit on both of them. very easily, they could beat these other guys out. then you're cashing a plus eight fifty. You could still finish thirtieth in theory and and win this, where you don't have to worry about are they in the top five? are they in the top ten? They just have to beat these other guys, and, and with the accidents and stuff we can see happen, very, very possible. So, so both Brandon Brown and Ryan Sieg as the Group B winners, both at plus eight fifty.
0: I like it because my research kind of led me into the Sieg category too, and I, I was trying to find a decent enough bet on him because uh, I wanted to do like a top five even just just because he has proven that he's run very well here at the at this track and and in Super Speedways in general. So. I like where you're at. I like where your head's at. I definitely like uh either one of those guys. Cause we did talk about Brandon Brown earlier or uh we've talked about him before. And so yeah, it's it's a matter of I still like Alfredo over Brandon Brown. So even if Brown wins that group, he doesn't have to beat and, Alfredo. And
1: yeah. You can cash both of them or if he wins the group and doesn't beat Alfredo. Plus eight fifty. You're not really going to care if he doesn't win the head-to-head, anyways. You know, <laughs> no, you're not. Uh,
0: unit management, ladies and gentlemen. I know we've been asked before why we don't give out units, and it's just because of those, those circumstances. Like you feel comfortable putting whatever you want to put on whatever.
1: Yep, that's all up to you. We're not going to tell you exactly what to do. We'll just we'll give you the picks and let you decide from there. Amen. That's we're just here to inform and educate. What you do with it is what you do with it. Uh, up and to that's why inclu- we walk through these picks too, and and why so you can make the decision for yourself. You don't have to just blindly copy us. You can be like, oh, I don't really like his argument for that and not bet it. It's fine. You know,
0: we're like lawyers. (laughs) You're the judge.
1: Exactly. Uh, Yeah, We're just giving (laughs) you advice.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, my advice is to take Josh Berry over Daniel Hemrick. I understand why they've given this head to head matchup because if you look back, I mean, Josh Berry only has two Xfinity starts here uh, at Daytona. He finished 27th and 16th in both of those, whereas Daniel hemrick has got a little more of a jump on it. He's got eight starts. He does have one top five. He's got three top tens. Uh, but of the two drivers this season, it's been it's been Josh Berry with a much more impressive season than Daniel Hemric. Hemrick has 22 starts, just like it. he's got two top two top fives and one top ten, whereas. Uh, Barry's got 9 top 5s, 13 top 10s on the season. He's put himself in position to be fantastic over the last stretch where over the last 4 races he's had a top 10 finish. Pocono, he finished 3rd. Uh, Indy, he finished 14th, but Michigan, he finished 6th. Watkins Glen, he finished ninth. Where you look at what Hemrick has done over the last few weeks. Uh, a ninth place at Pocono, not bad. 22nd at Indy, 4th at Michigan, and a 31st at Watkins Glen. So, Daniel Hamrick not necessarily trending in the right direction, whereas Josh Berry, we talked about it last week when we talked about him at Watkins Glen, uh, a much better driver over the last few weeks, and put himself in a top-five position uh, last, or was it top-ten, top-ten position last week and in the Xfinity race and on the road race. So I like his chances to at least be within that top-15, top-ten even by the end of this race, and finish over Hamrick.
1: Yeah, and Hamrick, I mean... Talk about a championship hangover. He somehow was able to win the championship last year in a very underdog way. Uh, But he, uh, before that, he hadn't really proved himself. And since he hasn't really proved himself, there's just not a lot to go with with Hemrick. I, I have no problem betting against him each and every week. He just he never has impressed me. Props to him on somehow managing to pull off that championship. That was a stroke of, of luck. But uh but yeah, I, I have no problem fading him ever. Josh Berry again. We've talked about sometimes a veteran driver, not a ton of experience in the draft, but he is a veteran driver. He knows what to watch for, knows how to pay attention. He's a eye uh, racing guy and all of that, so he got the experience there as well. So yeah, I like this one with you. All right, let's move on to our winners now. Winners, I got a lot of winners this <sighs> week. I told Roddy you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put up with it, but. Seriously, just about anybody can win this weekend. If you see a long shot guy there, I'm going to sprinkle. I'm going to give you a few winners, but I'm going to sprinkle on more than I give out because there are so many guys who can win this week, especially with the chaos we're going to see and everything. So, but some guys I really like Austin Hill, he's 10 to one. He won at Daytona in the spring. He was second at Atlanta in the spring, 27th at Taldega. He got caught up in some stuff. Not a great performance there but he won again in Atlanta. So three of the four races he's been in the top two on the Super Speedways this season. He's proved it. We just talked about it a minute ago with Sheldon Creed, how that team has done well on Super Speedways. Austin Hill has done amazing on Super Speedways. He's got three top three top twos in four races. You're still getting them 10 to one odds. So I love that. Then we're going to jump to his teammate, Sheldon Creed. Again, we talked about him earlier. He's 20 to one. He's in the same car Austin Hill is in. So why he's twice the price? Yes, we talked about it last week. His results haven't been there, but that's been getting better. They put it together last week and had a good top 10 finish of the road course. Things are gelling well for that team. And Creed is a good driver. We've seen it from him in the truck series. He's always done well. And he was doing well earlier in the season, just the results weren't there. That's why we were fading him. But at 20-1 to 1 to win, He's too good to pass up on, and he's been good at the super speedways. He finished sixth at Daytona when his teammate won. He finished ninth at Atlanta. Again, 29th at Talladega. It just wasn't a day for those children's guys, I guess. But again, 12th at Atlanta the second time. So for a guy that's got three top 12s in the four super speedway races, you're getting 20 to 1 odds. Great value there on Sheldon Creed at 20 to 1 win. And then another guy we've already talked about, Ryan Sieg, 50 to 1. I don't understand this. He's not won a super speedway yet. I love, if you read my Garage Guy articles uh, for the Xfinity series, almost every week, one of the Sieg brothers or their cars is the value play of the week. And it almost pays off every week. That's why I can't stop myself from doing it. It's a family-owned team and family-run team, but they just do such a great job. Their super speedway program is spot on. They finished, he finished eighth at Daytona. 4th at Talladega, 10th at Atlanta, 15th at at Atlanta the second time. So you're telling me a guy who just finished 4th earlier this season on a super speedway is 50-1 to to win another super speedway race? He's gotten himself up there and in the mix at the end of these races. He's due. We've seen the chaos, the last lap chaos. We've seen these college guys. We just talked about it. They're the best in the business, pushing each other and wrecking each other in the last corner. That happens. Sieg busts through there. It can happen. He can put himself in position to be there at the end at 50 to one, way too much value to pass up on on Ryan Sieg there. So Austin Hill, 10 to one Sheldon Creed, 20 to one Ryan Sieg, 50 to one. I feel like there's really good value in all of those guys uh, to win this race on, on Friday night. Cody's
0: long shots. You, You can eat lots and lots of steak on them and you have so far this season so yeah it definitely behooves you to sprinkle something on his long shot my winner not quite so long of a shot at 14 to 1 josh barry is the is at 14 to 1 not one of the favorites to win actually but still close enough to the top i guess that that you kind of consider him especially when everybody's at plus a thousand or plus 1200 uh at the at the top of the list but look we talked about how josh barry doesn't have an extensive track history here but obviously has done enough to put his car toward the front in the last few races when it counts. I've been impressed with the way he looks. I've been impressed with the way that he's driven over the last few weeks. And, and if you can put yourself anywhere inside that top 10 at Daytona, especially in the last three or four laps, anything can and usually does happen. So all you have to do is find yourself within striking distance of the front toward the, the checkered flag. And when chaos ensues, you just got to keep yourself clean. And, again, Josh Berry is one of those cars that is going to be at the front. We've already said that that we feel like he's going to be somewhere in that top 10, somewhere in that top 5. So all he's got to do is keep himself out of trouble when trouble strikes because it can and it will. Uh, and all he's got to do, just like you said, a couple guys spin each other out. Josh Berry's right there, crosses the finish line, Cash is a fourteen hundred plus fourteen hundred bet, and yeah, I mean, again, you're just you're really just uh, betting on people you want to cheer for, and and I've already said that I like Josh Berry a lot this season. I've liked what I've seen, especially down the stretch. So I want to cheer for him to to win, and that's why I'll put uh, fourteen plus fourteen hundred on him to win.
1: Yeah, and you're you're not going to get plus fourteen hundred on Josh Berry at any other track this season. So now's your chance to hit big on him. He can get it done. He's a great driver, a veteran driver in some of the best equipment in those JGR cars. So I I, I fully endorse that as well. And again, 14 to 1, long enough odds that, that it, there's great value there, and it makes it worth it.
0: All right. I will not forget this time, ladies and gentlemen, take out your pen and paper because we are going to go over the bets. I love it. The Discord, they were like, I I didn't even realize I wasn't taking notes until you didn't say, take out your pen and paper. I, We've conditioned
1: folks. I love it. It's great uh <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's when you know you're, uh, you, you've are you made it, right? When they, <laughs> when they're relying on you to do something and you don't do it and they notice. and It's like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> We've got stuff. <laughs> We've got bits. Take out your and paper. We're going to go over the bets right now. Cody started out the betting with A.J. Almendinger with a top five finish at plus 100. I followed up with Anthony Alfredo over Brandon Brown at minus 110. Cody gave you Landon Castle over John Hunter Nemechek at minus 115. I gave you Noah Graxon, probably the most unpopular pick of the week, over Ty Gibbs. Giff- at plus 100. Cody gave you Brandon Jones over Sam Mayer at minus 110, which is pretty much his if we ever did, locks the lock of the week. Um, I gave you Sheldon Creed as a top five finisher at plus 550. And then Cody gave you Brandon Brown at plus 850 or Ryan Sieg at plus 850 to win group B. And then I gave you Josh Berry over Daniel Hemrick at minus 110. And then Cody uh, just basically copied and pasted the entire sheet uh, of winners. No, I'm just kidding. He gave you Austin Hill at 10 to 1, Sheldon Creed at 20 to 1, and then Ryan Sieg at 50 to 1. I gave you Josh Berry at plus 1,400 to win the Xfinity race. We will break down the Coke Zero Sugar. <laughs> these names just keep getting longer. 400 at Daytona when we come back from the break because that's all the betting we got to do. But before we do, I drink coffee. Can you tell? It's, it's always the middle of the day for me because I'm always drinking coffee and I'm always in su- uh, consuming caffeine so much that I can't speak sometimes. But with Trade Coffee, I know that I can continue to at least put syllables together because they make it possible for me to be powered it's trade coffee and not just the fact that they're giving me coffee they're giving me coffee that is tailored just to me they've tasted it they've found the secret ingredients that make the coffee as good as it is and then based on the results of my quiz they tell me which coffee is right for me I wish they had this in everything that you do in life that is custom and tailored exactly to your needs. So Trade Coffee doesn't waste time giving me stuff that I don't like. It doesn't waste time feeding me coffee that is bad. In fact, if it's bad, they don't even let it out. They've got 450 different kinds that are ready to ship every single day. Taste tested by the folks at Trade Coffee. You can get it in whole beans, you can get it in ground beans, you can get it however you like. I'm telling you, the customizable experience of Trade Coffee is exactly why you need to go over, answer a couple of questions on their quiz, because you're gonna get your own personalized variety of coffee delivered fresh to you. As often as you like, you love a ton of coffee, then order it a ton of times. You you only occasional coffee drinker, maybe you drink it a couple of times every week or something, then just drink it then. You can tell them to give it to you as much as you want. Trade delivers a bag of freshly roasted coffee. Again, as whole beans or however you it at home. And what's more, if you don't like the coffee that they send you, if by some stretch of the imagination they give you something you don't like it, Trade's going to work with you. They're going to talk you through it. They're going to figure out what went wrong. And then they're going to ship you out a brand new bag for free. You lose nothing they've delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews so right now trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus you get free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com/sgp more than 40 cups of coffee for free get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com/sgp let trade find you a coffee you are going to love that's drinktrade.com/sgp for 30% off $30 off even that's better I skipped learning a language when I was a kid. Don't know why. Should have done it. Had the opportunity. Passed it by. Now as an adult, I find it very difficult to remember English, let alone learn another language. But I am so very glad that the folks at Babbel are helping me learn another language. Yes, I need to learn how to speak Spanish. I look the part. Don't speak the part. So I have to Get myself up to speed so that I'm not embarrassed when somebody comes up to me and asks me, and I say, what? I quiero Taco Bell. They don't like that. So, Babbel, give me 15-minute lessons. They make it perfect for me to learn a new language on the go. Plus, other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plan. But Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts with Babel you can choose from 14 different languages including spanish french italian german plus Babel's spe- speech recognition technology will help you improve your pronunciation and the accent to boot so so many ways to learn with Babel. you can learn you can do it from podcasts you can do it from games videos stories even live classes plus it comes with a 20-day money back guarantee. Right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash SGP. That's babble.com slash SGP for up to 60% off your subscription. Babble, language for life. It's almost NFL season definitely love this time of year and if you're into sports betting or fantasy you need a competitive edge to win that is why I highly recommend that you download the Elias game plan app it's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy comparison uh, companion for the NFL NBA MLB it's the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats it's the Elias sports bureau it's the official statisticians of the US pro sports leagues including the NFL the app lets you access teams and player stats head to head team comparisons and Elias insights from the Elias Sports Bureau Research Team. want stop stop for player news and league-validated player stats and team records. You get expert game analysis for betting, building your fantasy team, and, of course, just impressing your friends. Perfect for the preseason. You get player previews to help you draft a winning fantasy team and team previews so you know what to expect as the regular season kicks off. Love me some stats. Need me some stats. Got to beat Cody in our fantasy football league this year uh, because – there's a lot on the line, not just bragging rights in this show, but bragging rights all around. So I'm going to turn to the Elias Game Plan app. Cody's got his thing on mute, so he can't hear me. So I have the uh, edge up on this. Uh, but take my advice: download the Elias Game app today. You get new future new features available all the time. Take your game to the next level. NFL pre NFL season is right around the corner, so don't wait. Find the Elias Game app in the App Store or the Play Store today. But you will also turn to us for all of your NASCAR. Uh, analysis and betting previews. And that is what we're here to do again as we set up the Coke Zero Sugar 400 from the Daytona International Speedway. Cody, a lot of fun to be had, so let's just uh, let's dive right into it, shall we? What's your first bet?
1: Let's dive right in. Speaking of diving right in, go big or go home right off the bat, baby. Corey LaJoy. <laughs> All right. I know he might be a popular pick now because he almost won at Atlanta. I was on him back in the Daytona 500. I was on him in Atlanta, plus 120 or whatever, 120 to one to win. Now he's 50 to one to be the top Chevy and 101 to win this race. He's mathematically eliminated from making the playoffs, sadly. So if he wins, he will not make the playoffs. That's not going to change the fact he wants to win. He almost won this race last year. Two laps to go. He was in the lead. He did not make the block when he should have. Looking back. If he would have made the block, I think he could have won the race. He almost won at Atlanta. He was leading with two laps to go. Again, the block wasn't quite right. Got behind Elliott. Then he got blocked by Elliott. Ended up with a not great finish. But Corey LaJoy is a really, really good super speedway racers, racer. I don't know why the books are still sleeping on him. Thank you for doing so because it's going to pay off. I mentioned this all the way back in Daytona before we saw his res- Amazing results this season so far. I will bet Corey LaJoy every super speedway race till the end of time. I don't care what the odds are because he's going to win one of them. And when he does, I'm going to be holding that ticket. It's a hundred to one and it's 50 to one at the top Chevy. I think it was the Daytona 500 where we'd saw like one Chevy in the top 10 or something like that. So at 50 to one, he, he could easily, yes, there's more Chevys in the field than anybody, Yes, a lot of good Chevys in the field, but attrition is going to play a key in this race. It I don't see any way that we don't lose at least half the field, probably more than half the field in this race. If he can avoid this stuff, maybe he won't. Obviously, it can happen as a long shot for a reason, but there's a legit chance, and it should not be 50-1 to one to be top Chevy, should not be 101 to win. So Corey LaJoy, push all the chips on the table. He's my guy at Super Speedways, and I'm going to keep riding with him.
0: And again, it's somebody you want to root for. You want to root for that yes, seven car, mostly you know? that.
1: <laughs> I, I am a big Corey LaJoy fanboy. I absolutely love the guy.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, again, you can't you can't knock anybody for betting uh, Corey LaJoy. It's just a feel good story, man. Like I, I like him too, so I, I will I will back you on that one, especially because of the value he's
1: got. Yeah. How could anybody not like that guy? I mean, I'm jealous. It's just beautiful, man. Yeah.
0: The army doesn't let me grow hair like that anymore. So <laughs> we're not, we're not in the civil war. I can't, I can't grow that, uh, that long beard anymore, or that hair. Uh, but yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I will kick off mine with uh, one that seems rather I, it's it seems close to me too to be honest with you and it's it's Christopher Bell and and Tyler Reddick but I'm gonna take the Bell side of this at minus one fifteen I'm gonna take Christopher Bell over Tyler Reddick neither one of these guys have produced very good stats over the course of their their starts at Daytona just looking no no top fives no top tens even for uh, Christopher Bell and then you know really just for for Tyler Reddick it's the one top five finish in 2021 other than that. It's 27th, 28th, 27 27th, 35th. I mean, you look back at Christopher Bell, it's 21st, 16th, uh, 13th, 32nd, 34th. So, neither one of these guys have been very lucky at Daytona. That said, we've seen Christopher Bell and these Toyotas actually run up front a lot. Tyler Reddick, yes, he's run up front a lot too. But it seems to me that it's either Tyler Reddick wins the race or he crashes out of the race, right? Wreckers or checkers. Checkers or wreckers is what Cody likes to say. And Yes, Tyler Reddick has, has done some good stuff this season. Yeah, he finished 7th at, at Watkins Glen, but at Richmond he finished 31st. At Michigan he finished 29th. Yeah, he won Indy. Yeah, he finished 2nd at Pocono. But at Loudoun, he had 22nd place finish. Atlanta, 29th finish. Again, he won Elkhart, but he finished 18th, 35th. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that Tyler Reddick has done right. But Christopher Bell seems to me, lately, to at least be the more consistent driver. Eighth place at Watkins Glen, second place at Richmond, twelfth, 26th at Michigan after he finished second. He crashed out of that one. Can't really blame him for that. Twelfth place at Indy, fourth place at Pocono. He won Loudon. So Christopher Bell over Tyler Reddick, minus 115. I like this, especially on a super speedway where anything can and will happen.
1: Yeah, I, I, again, we've talked about that with Reddick a lot this season. The it is checkers or records for the guy. He either wins or he just has a bad finish. For some reason, they're not very good at stringing together. And when you were reading off the, the finishes for these guys at, at Daytona, Bell's finishes aren't great, but they're finishes. You can tell he finishes the race. Even in the teens, that's fine. You just need to get to the end. That's that's a good chunk of the battle at Daytona. So I'll back you on this one. I I like it as well. Yeah,
0: and in fact, looking back, yeah, Reddick has only finished two. Of his of his six starts at Daytona, he's he's got four DNFs,
1: and it's he just seems like one of those guys that, without really digging into it much, and you always like he's one of those guys that's always caught up in one of the wrecks. you know he's looking good, he's leading all of a sudden, and then boom, something's wrong, and he's he's just in the mess, and one of those guys that can't seem to avoid it. Absolutely. All right, what's your next bet? Okay, jumping up for me next, Austin Cindric over Kyle Busch. Uh, this is mostly a fade of Kyle Bush is just in his own head. This past week, he admitted things are going to drastically change in his lifestyle. Uh, I do not see a way he's going back to the 18 car. With everything I've heard from him, with like I was listening to Or Bumper Clear guys. They're very tied into the sport. They put it at like a 30% chance he goes back to Gibbs, I think it was. And you listen to his comments and the way he's changed. I mean, beginning of the season, how come you don't have a contract? Ask Joe Gibbs. Talk to Joe Gibbs. Well, now it's changed to... This is going to be a major life change for myself, my family. And no, that's no matter where he goes, whether he stays with Gibbs, whether he goes to another team, he's going to get a pay cut. And, you know, for anybody that's been through that on any scale, yeah, we don't feel bad for the guy. They're obviously not hurting, but you know, is he going to be able to fly to the race and then to the track to see his boy race and then back, it's going to change his life. And he's going through all those emotions right now. It's obviously bothered him. And I think it's, we didn't think for a while that it was affecting his on-track performance. I'm starting to think that it's affecting his on-track performance. His head's just not fully in the game right now, and I don't think it's going to be until a deal gets done. There doesn't seem to be a deal imminent happening that quickly. So so I'm, I'm going to fade him. But also, Cindric won the Daytona 500 here, obviously. Um, so so that was a good finish, and Kyle Busch was sixth in that race. But Cindric won the head-to-head. At Atlanta, the first race, Cindric finished second, but Kyle Busch was 33rd, so he beat him there. Talladega was Kyle Busch's race. He finished third with Cindric finishing 21st, but then the second race at Atlanta, Austin Cindric was third again and 20th for Kyle Busch. So in the four races, again, that we've seen this season, three of them, Cindric has beat him in the head-to-head. Now you throw all this extra crap on there, and, and I just feel like Kyle Busch is not at the top of his game right now. He's not as sharp as he normally is. And it's affecting his performance. You throw these guys out here going this fast and this close together, one little tiny inch of a mistake costs half the field their day. And I feel like I can't bet on him for that reason. And I'm actually going to bet against him for that reason.
0: Well, I'll join you in that because I'm going to take Kevin Harvick over Kyle Busch, and Harvick is at minus one hundred five in this one. It, it, for some reason, Kyle Busch is the favorite over Kevin Harvick. Everything you just said, exactly the same reason why I'm just fading Kevin Harvick, or I'm sorry, Kyle Busch altogether. Like I, I honestly don't see him. And in fact, concentration level is key in this, and we've already seen in past races where Kyle Busch has gotten hit, and Kyle Busch has gotten spun out, and Kyle Busch has been caught up on things that aren't. Super Speedways where it's more easily accessible to do such a thing. Whereas Kevin Harvick obviously driving about the last 4 month or a month of his life, four races of his life, you know, two wins, just having a good old time now behind the wheel. So, if we're talking headspace and we're talking going into a place like Daytona with momentum, that's Kevin Harvick in a, in a nutshell whereas Kyle Busch is just slipping. And and so in a head-to-head matchup between these two, Give me Kevin Harvick all day because you know Kevin Harvick is not necessarily, he doesn't have to worry about a major lifestyle change. And in fact, the only thing he could be worth thinking about is whether or not he wants to hang it up if he has a good finish this season, if he actually wins the championship this season, is this going to be his last? But right now, he doesn't care about that. Right now, he's thinking about, I want to go out, I want to get some more momentum heading into the playoffs, got to win Daytona, got to finish well in Daytona. He's done it over the last few weeks, finishing... You know, near the front in just about every single race, whereas Kyle Busch getting in the mix, getting in running back with people that he shouldn't be running back in, having pre-race inspection errors where he's got to start in the back. That not necessarily on him, but his team is the same way. So, yeah, I'll take Kevin Harvick over Kyle Busch.
1: No, I I love it. We've talked about Kevin Harvick all season. So consistent. He, he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. Not that Kyle Busch isn't a veteran. Knows what he's doing as well, but. We just talked about the head space angle John Harvick, Mr. Reliable right now. You can't rely on Kyle Busch. So I love that one as well. Jumping over to my next one. This is my favorite bet that I have seen in NASCAR in weeks, maybe even months. Again, the super Speedway disclaimer, anything can happen, but this is not a fair head to head. And it's because of the pissing match last week. You got chase Elliott and Kyle Larson matched up together. They should not be matched up together on super speedways. I went back to the last eight races because I could have gone back to the beginning of their careers and it would be completely lopsided to Elliott. Seven of the last eight, Elliott's beat Larson on the super speedways head to head and it's not even close. The one time he didn't beat him was earlier this season at Talladega. Larson actually had a decent finish um, and got fourth and Chase Elliott was right behind him in seventh. So the one time in eight races... Elliott was just three spots behind him. We saw it at Atlanta. Elliott won both stages and the race. Just control, absolutely controlled the field in that race. Four races this season on super speedways. All four have been top tens for Chase Elliott. He won at Atlanta. He was seventh at Talladega. He was sixth at Atlanta the the first race. And then back at the Daytona 500, he was 10th. Larson, 30th at Atlanta. He did have the fourth at Dega. And he did have a 13th at Atlanta, which was actually a pretty decent finish for him and surprising for him on a Super Speedway, but 32nd in the 500. He's just one of those guys that, despite being one of the best drivers in the entire world in all kinds of equipments, all kinds of different tracks, all kinds of different cars, the Super Speedway thing just eludes him. He cannot get it figured out. Now, he's gotten two somewhat decent finishes this year which has not been the majority of his career. He's been one of those guys that you just can always fade on super speedways. So, you know, he took that, that five to one Chase Elliott away from us last week by by wrecking him out, but that gave us this head to head this week to get it back from him. So, again, anything can happen. If Elliott gets caught up in it early, you could lose this. But if both of them make it through uh, and run their races, Chase Elliott is – head and shoulders and more better than kyle larson on super speedways it is not even anywhere close so i'll take the chase elliott side of this all day and maybe five times on saturday it's spicy i, I like it. it it's
0: one of those little bets that you're like all right you're gonna keep an eye on these teammates who-, who probably yeah they had to say the right things in the meeting on monday but boy i gotta tell you underneath it all i'm sure chase Elliott's steaming and, and i know kyle larson and, knows yeah. it too
1: that's another thing you got pissed off chase elliott too i'd Now, Larson's got the momentum side of things, which is great, but pissed off Chase Elliott, I would get out of the way. And Kyle Larson needs to have a decent day. He's currently second in the point standings, which so Elliott's already won the the point standings for the regular season. He got the 15 bonus points, but there's 10 bonus points that go to second place. That's important for Larson. He's going to need to try and run a, a safer race, a cleaner race, get some points, and secure that. Elliott's got four wins on the season. He's locked in the regular season time. He has nothing to lose. He can just be out there running his race, how he wants, whatever he wants to do. If he wants to hang back, if he wants to be up there, be aggressive, nothing to lose, no pressure on him at all. Whereas there is going to be pressure on Larson. He knows people are going to be watching him. He's going to be more careful because he did take his teammate out last week. So uh, there's, I could go on all day about why I love the Elliot side of this matchup. But to me, This is just a completely lopsided head to head that shouldn't even be here. And so for us to be able to get it, I absolutely love it.
0: I love it as well because it's Chase Elliott. Can't really necessarily bet against him Uh, unless you're making my next bet. uh, Unfortunately, this this won't get you an Elliott win. Uh, but I like the odds on this one because this one's at plus 150. And and uh, I found the winning car over 19 and a half. Now, you say to me, that's a that's a pretty big leap there, Rod. But that's still half the field, right? And that gives you guys like Christopher Bell. It gives you Joey Logano. It gives you Bubba Wallace. It gives you Justin Haley, Michael McDowell. Like, it gives you a lot of folks to root for. Even guys like Eric Jones, Ty Gibbs, the ghost of Alex Bowman, Daniel Suarez still, Uh, you know, a lot of folks that are out there that, that have the possibility to win this race. So I, I, and in fact, spoiler alert, one of them is my pick to win this race. Uh, so I actually do enjoy the fact that I could double up with a winning car over 19 and a half at plus plus one fifty. Like I said, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I didn't give you every single driver that's on there, but it's a super speedway. So I'm going to bet half the field. I'll bet half the field that can win this race uh, where there's a lot of good drivers in that half of the field. If you want to bet the other half to hedge a little, you can. Uh, but I like the the value in the, the 19 and a half over.
1: No. Yeah. I, I like it too. I mean the, the favorited drivers, the reason that it is, uh, you know, juiced up lean in that way is because the favorited drivers are under that number, but we've talked about it. Anybody can win this race. I'm gonna give you two guys in my winners that could win this race that are both over that number. So it's not getting getting plus money again in a race where it's so open. I you can't hate a bet like that. So so I like it. All right. Next All right, bet jumping into you. my next one. Uh another group bet. Uh and same thing here, just too much value. So Michael McDowell in group D is plus five fifty to win this group. You got Daniel Suarez at plus 310, um, who's not really a super great super speedway racer. Eric Jones, plus 400. Ricky Stenhouse, plus 400. Chris Buescher, plus 400. Austin Dillon, plus 400. You can make a case for any of those guys. They've all had pretty good seasons. They can all do well. But Michael McDowell just won the Daytona 500 last year. He's got a great track record on super speedways. He's had one of the best seasons of his career. There was a point in time last week at the road course we thought he could win. He is one of those guys, another veteran, another guy that knows when to make the right moves, how to make the right moves, and put himself in place, in position to try and make the playoffs here. So you don't even need him to win. He just needs to beat these other guys. But again, just looking at the bottom of the groups and saying one thing is not like the others, he shouldn't be more expensive than these other guys when he's the only one in this group that's won at Daytona in the last two years. So how does that even make sense? I don't know. But Michael McDowell to win group D plus 550. And again, at a super speedway, just kind of sprinkle some long shot stuff here and there because you hit one of these. And then if you don't hit some of these head-to-heads and stuff, you don't even feel it. And yes, these things are longer shots for a reason, but with the way anything can happen and so many things can happen, you've got a better chance of hitting those, those longer shots and those Bigger odds, things at a track like this than anywhere else. So take advantage of it.
0: All right. So then, are you ready for one of those longer shot things? Because I'm gonna hit you with one of them right now. I found this one because it incorporates my winner, and I'm not gonna tell you which one's my winner. Uh, and and somebody that look, we've we've downplayed Ross Chastain so much, and for good reason. I mean, this is this is an opportunity where Ross Chastain has just driven himself into so many problems over the last few weeks, but. A track like Daytona gives you the opportunity to to either get wrecked out or to be the hero. So I'm going to give you a Logano and Chastain quinella at forty to one. So plus four thousand for a Logano Chastain one two finish in any configuration. It doesn't even have to be Logano or Chastain to win, and then the other. Fir- it's just either one of them. If they finish one two, then that is going to give you uh, a forty to one payout. And and again. With Ross Chastain, this is probably the weakest part of this this one-two uh, pairing. But Ross Chastain has won twice this season already. Ross Chastain started out the season on fire, the darling of NASCAR, the guy who could do no wrong. Well, okay, he started doing wrong. But on a track like Daytona, he's got to pull together, right? If he's going to make a, a decent run at what he started, which was a championship run in the beginning, now's the time for him to prove that he can pull it back together, and to put a decent race together. Do I think he can win this race? I can't say that he can't because, obviously, it could happen. Uh, we've seen him go to the front before. We've seen him win before this season. So the, the odds are that he probably could put it together. I, do I see him finishing second? More than likely, that's probably the, the best part for him to do this. But, again, he carries with him the possibility to win, and and Joey Logano has been a strong driver uh, on on these tracks before. So, uh, like I said, now I won't kind of spoil it for you, but I'll make a better case for Logano in a little bit. But I still like this. At 40-1, to that's a hell of a crazy bet to put two decent drivers together to finish
1: 1-2. Yeah, no, I you can't hate it. I mean, 40-1, to one of Ross Chastain's wins was Talladega this season. So he's done it on the super speedway. You know, the retaliation thing, part for him, I, I don't think we're going to see that this weekend. There's way too much at risk with, with trying to purposely wreck a guy on a track like this. You're going to take out so many people. There's there's too much risk for hurting someone by doing that. And you want to wait and save that for the playoffs anyway. So I'm not as concerned about that. I'm concerned about people maybe not working with him, maybe not cutting him a break, blocking him late, stuff like that. But he's proven he can do it. He's one of the best cars each and every week. Whether the results have been there lately or not, he can get it done. Logano, obviously a veteran, a great super speedway racer. The Penske cars are always good, always fast. Could this happen? Yes, very possibly. 40 to 1, of course, but I will back it because a 40 to one, it's very possible it could happen. So again, with all that long shot sprinkling stuff out there, I, I like this one.
0: All right, let's get to your winners now.
1: All right, my winners gonna start with Bubba Wallace, 12 to 1. This guy is incredible on super speedways. He almost won the Daytona 500 earlier this season. He won a Talladega last season. He he just – he's always in the mix at the end on these super speedways. He has confidence when it comes to tracks like this. Going into Michigan that weekend, he was confident. He comes out, sets it on the pole, finishes second in the race. He was fast. He was good. He knew he could do it. A track like this, he knows he can do it. He's always, always, always good at these super speedway races. I thought he would probably be one of the favorited guys – uh, he is one of the favorites still, but I thought his odds would be shorter 12 to one. I love this for him again, that 23, 11 folk is going to be on him. Do you think if it comes to the end of this race and Denny Hamlin is one of the best plate racers in the series and he has a chance to push bubble Wallace to a win hundred percent. He's doing it. He's going to put his car that he owns first of all in victory lane. Second of all in the playoffs, there's no chance. He doesn't not do that. He's going to have help if Ty Gibbs is up there. He's going to have orders to help him get that win because it it means more for the team and for the program to get him into the playoffs. Other Toyota guys, except maybe X, will probably be helping him if they're up there. He's going to have help afforded to him. He's got other friends. Ryan Blaney is his best friend, probably the best super speedway racer in the field, one of the favorites to win this race. I love Ryan Blaney. I'm done betting on him until he starts winning, but... He could be up there helping push him. Now, he might not want to push him to the win because it would knock him out of the playoffs, but he could be up there helping him at the end. So, but as good as he is, Bubba Wallace, 12 to 1 to win. I like that. I love it. I love Austin it. Austin Dillon. Do what?
0: I said, I love it. I love it.
1: Oh, okay, good. Austin Dillon, 30 to 1. Um, another guy who's proven he can do it at Daytona. He won the Daytona 500 a couple of years ago. Uh, he, he's one of those guys that's just really good at super speedway racing does good in the draft. He's in that three car. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. That car has always been good on the super speed of course, with Dale Earnhardt back in the day. But at 30-1, to 1, this is a guy who said, we can make the playoffs this week. It can happen. He's confident going into it. He knows he can do it. We've seen Richard Childress Racing be good in the Xfinity Series. We talked about it with Austin Hill and Sheldon Creed. Yes, different cars and stuff, but they can translate a lot of that stuff over to Sunday and and help put that car up there. Dylan is one of those guys always in the mix. He can get it done 30 to one. I think it is a great opportunity for him. And then Justin Haley, 50 to one. We talked about him earlier where he was mispriced in the Xfinity series. He's going to be racing in the Xfinity series, get the practice on that track, get the feel of the draft again to go into Sunday. He won. It was either three or four races in a row on restrictor plates at, in the Xfinity series. He was the best Xfinity Series restrictor plate racer for a while. He's been good in the Cup Series as well. He's in one of those college cars. We talked about the college cars being good in the Xfinity Series. It hasn't always 100% translated to the Cup Series, but at a super speedway, anybody can do it. He obviously knows how to work the draft. He knows how to throw the blocks. He knows how to make the moves. In a race where things can get crazy, we could lose a lot of guys. If he can put himself up there at the end, he can make it happen. He's done it before plenty of times. We've seen it. He actually has a Cup Series win at Daytona. That was a whole Rand Shorten deal and whatever, but the record book shows he won, so that's all that matters. But he can get it done, and that college car is good enough. At 50-1, to that, again, I I almost can't believe how long of odds they give us on some of these guys that could so easily win. This isn't a true, this isn't like betting him 50-1 to at Bristol to win the race, where yeah he could win but he doesn't really have a chance he's got a legit chance to win at a track like daytona 50 to 1 i can't pass up on that justin haley he was the guy that coming into this week i had already made up my mind whatever he was at he was at 25 to 1 He was at 75 to 1 50 to 1 i was gonna take him he's one of those that's one of those gut bets i feel good about it he's a guy that's gotten it done here before this would put him in the playoffs again this is going to be a crazy race, and these guys are going to give it everything they have. This is your last chance to punch that playoff ticket. At fifty to one, give me Justin Haley.
0: You got one more on there.
1: I could throw more in there if you no, want. No, no, you got I, you I got one more Corey on the. LaJoy. Yeah. Oh, I you did. Corey LaJoy in there earlier. That's so right. That you did. Would you know not <laughs> seem like so much at the end. <laughs> Corey I was like, hundred to one. Yeah. I'll reemphasize it. Cause he's going to win this weekend. Yeah. There you go. Uh,
0: Corey LaJoy. Right, I'm going to give you Joey Logano. Okay. Daytona, not his track. Obviously it's been a rough go for Joey, especially over the last, what, couple of years since 2019, 25th place finish uh, in 2019, 26th place finish in the spring of, of 2020, 27th, 12th, 23rd, 21st terrible finishes, right? All right. But still, this is a new car. This is a different Joey Logano. Look at what he's done over the last four weeks. Sixth place at Indy, fourth place at Michigan, sixth place at Richmond, third place at Watkins Glen. Got momentum, got the opportunity to to charge his Ford up to the front of the pack over the last few races. This is one of those cases where Joey Logano has two wins on the season. He's he's among those. He's locked in. He knows he's not going to go anywhere. He's having a good time now. He's kind of playing with house money, but he wants to improve his position. And the only way he can do that is to go out and to win this race, basically, because that would put him even more in the mix for a better run into the playoffs and for a guy like Joey Logano who by and large over the course of the season we've we've sort of poo-pooed because he had a stretch there where he, he didn't finish better than 20th uh from about uh, Elkhart Lake to Pocono and you know you were like well yeah okay but Joey Logano maybe not having the season that he wants blah 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 but he's again He's turned it around, and, and out of nowhere, he's put together a series of top five finishes and top ten finishes altogether. So, you know, Joey Logano's putting it together when it counts, and all he's got to do is, is put it together now, one more time. Again, not good uh, over the last few uh, super speedways, 32nd at Talladega, 21st at Daytona, uh, and then a yeah, ninth place in Atlanta, so that is the super speedway uh, of Atlanta. But here's the thing. This is Joey Logano on a run. This is Joey Logano with momentum heading into Daytona. I'm not going to discount that, and I like the fact that I can still get him at plus 1,300 to win this race.
1: No, I really like it, and the results might not be there at Daytona, but who was leading in the final corner of the Daytona 500 last season? It was Logano. His teammate wrecked him, and Michael McDowell ended up winning, but Joey Logano had put himself in position, was leading the race. He's won on Super Speedways before. Penske is one of the best teams on super speedways. Austin Cindric won the Daytona 500. If he didn't win it, Ryan Blaney was going to win it. Ryan Blaney has been probably the best super speedway racer of late, maybe up there with Chase Elliott, but but those are his two teammates. They've been good. He's been good. The team's really gotten things figured out the last few weeks. We've seen him turn it around after that streak of bad finishes. He's gotten good finishes. Again, you're getting him at good solid plus odds to win this race, and I like it. I think there's definitely value there. And again, if he gets in a position where Ryan Blaney's in second, pushing him, he's fine with that because he's going to get into the playoffs then if Joey wins. So he can help his teammate out there. He doesn't have to worry about it. So there's there's multiple ways where Joey can be up there and get this win. So I, I really like that pick as well.
0: All right, get your pen and paper. We're about to go over the bets for the Coke Zero Sugar 400 Cody started you off with Corey LaJoy as the top Chevy at plus 5,000 and to win at 100 to 1. I gave you Christopher Bell over Tyler Reddick at minus 115. Cody followed that up with Sindrick over Kyle Busch at minus 110, where I piled on and gave you Kevin Harvick over Kyle Busch at minus 105. And then Cody gave you uh, Chase Elliott over Kyle Larson at minus 115. I gave you the winning car over 19.5 at plus 150. Cody gave you Michael McDowell as the winner of Group D at plus 550. I gave you a Logano, Chastain, Quinella at plus 4,000. And then, of course, Cody listed off Bubba Wallace, Austin Dillon, and Justin Haley uh, to go with his Corey LaJoy pick at 12 to 1, 30 to 1, and 50 to 1, where I gave you Joy Logano at a nice conservative plus 1,300. So much fun to be had this weekend in Daytona. It is the end of the regular season. It is the beginning of uh, so much just excitement as we enter the playoffs in NASCAR. So with that in mind, Cody, let's close it up. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media?
1: So one quick thing. So 15 drivers are locked into the playoffs. It's a done deal. Kurt Busch included. They, everybody who's won this season is locked in. They've all, They're all good. If we don't get a new winner, or it's a winner that's 30th, 31st, or worse than the points, then Ryan Blaney currently has a 20-point advantage over Martin, 25-point advantage over Martin Truex Jr. Remember, you get stage points throughout the race, and then finishing position obviously determines that. If any of these guys win, they punch their ticket to the playoff, Blaney Truex kicked out. So Blaney Truex, obviously. Eric Jones, Eric Almarola, Austin Dillon, Bubba Wallace, Chris Buescher, Justin Haley, Michael McDowell, Ricky Stenhouse, Cole Custer, Brad Keselowski, Harrison Burton, Ty Dillon, Todd Gilliland. Any of those guys win, they're in the playoffs. Truex and Blaney are kicked out. So it's going to be super, super fun. Rod, if you have to pick right now who's going to be that last car in, who are you taking? Blaney. It's got to be Blaney. It's hard not to pick Blaney just because one of those 15 guys could very easily win. Obviously, they've already done it. So I like that. I'm going to go with Austin Dillon. 30-1, 30 to 1. I think he gets it done this week, but uh we'll see. I'm I'm excited. This is gonna be this is gonna be, I think, the most fun week we've had this season, and that is a tall order because it's been a hell of a season so far. And then man, the playoffs are here. That's when shit really gets real, so it's gonna be fun. But anyways, you can find me on Twitter at husker Zeb. All my work's gonna be there. F1 back this weekend, so we'll have an episode of that on the F1 gambling podcast. If you haven't subscribed to that. Definitely get over there and do that. I'll we'll have a DFS article, going to be something different for F1 this week um, coming out. And then, yeah, Xfinity Series stuff with Garage Guys later this week as well. And uh, yeah, follow the show on Twitter at NASCAR Gambling.
0: Indeed. Follow me on Twitter at RJVA Gomez. Find all of my stuff on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com website and the sportsbook review where I will be resuming my NASCAR duties. And of course, you can follow us at NASCAR Gambling. Get in the Discord at SGPN, sg.pn slash Discord. Join the conversation. So much fun to be had this week in Daytona. Set your betting cards properly. Don't bet the house. But have some fun with us. And we'll be back tomorrow with our DFS episode. So until next time, for Cody, this is Rod. Enjoy the day. Enjoy your uh, weekend. Let's go racing and let it ride.